Hi, this is Sam Chamberlain, and welcome to Things to Ponder, the sermon podcast from St. Mary's United Church of Christ in Silver Run, Maryland. Follow along with St. Mary's at stmarysucc.org or on Facebook and Instagram. Wishing you peace and good, my friends. As I was diving into our liturgy for the day, that this epistle reading is one of my favorite readings in all of scripture. And it just happens to fall on a day when we're not able to be together. And so we're going to spend a little time looking at this. But I don't want to begin there. I want to begin very quickly by touching on Psalm 8 and John 8 and what they offer to us as we think about what it means to be the church. Because this is what Colossians was written for. Paul is writing to a church, a fledgling church, trying to get itself established, trying to figure out what its mission was, where Christ was calling it to go. And he writes these instructions for their purposes. But it doesn't come outside of a context. It's not just this this thing that emerges out of nowhere. It's built upon a faith that has come before. And in Psalm 8, what we read today is this great psalm of wonder. It's one of the great psalms of wonder in in the entire book of Psalms. It says, when I consider the work of your hands, who are we that you should care about us? It says, and yet you've made us a little lower than the gods. The psalmist can't help but rejoice at this, to celebrate the goodness of God. And then we fast forward to Jesus's own mystery in John chapter 8, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He's not coding it. He's not, this is not mysterious. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. What he's saying is the world can be and is a dark place. And to navigate it, we need a guide. And he says, I am the light of the world. And when you take wonder... And you take light and you combine all that with this hope of resurrection that Jesus gives us in his death and ultimately in his resurrection. What we get is this mixture that becomes the early church. Wonder and light combined with resurrection. And that is what Paul is trying to ball up and is trying to physically stick into this young church. And he begins, and we don't begin at the beginning of the book, but our reading begins. He says, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. Now we need to hear this in the proper context. Paul is not sort of saying that all these terrible things have been happening to me and still I rejoice. No, what he's saying is I have been called to something and that calling has made my life more challenging. I've had to suffer for the gospel, but suffering for the gospel doesn't produce sort of feelings of sadness or abandonment. Rather, in Paul, it produces this sense of rejoicing. Because he says, I've become this message. I've become Christ's servant by the commission that God gave me. He says, it's not an accident. It's not something he chose to do. Paul says, I have chosen this. The commission that God gave me to to proclaim the word of God in its fullness. He says, the mystery that has been kept hidden. What is that mystery? The Colossian church would have asked back to him. It says that God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What he's saying is God is expanding the kingdom of God to include all people. There are no longer people who are in and people who are out. The kingdom wraps its arms around everyone. And at the center of it all is Christ, who is the hope of glory. A phrase we would do well to meditate upon. The hope of glory. 
And he says, I'm doing my work. He is the one that we proclaim. I'm always making it about Jesus. Never about you, the Colossians. Never about the church. I'm always making it about Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that, and I love this, that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And so I'm going to ask you for a second. I hear so often either, well, I'm done growing or I'll never grow. That's what I hear out of Christians so often. I'm done growing. I know everything I'm going to need to know. Or I'll never get there. I'm always a fool. I'm always, I'm never going to get this. It was never Paul's understanding at all. His goal was always that we would present everyone fully mature in Christ. What does that look like? We're still working on that. We don't yet know. As the saints have often reminded us, not yet once have we watched a life entirely and fully committed to the person of Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, he says, to this end, I strenuously contend. The obstacles are no obstacle for Paul. To this, I, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. And then we come to this part, which has informed my personal ministry. Not that that's a big deal for you, but my personal ministry has been informed by these next couple of verses. Because it says, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we'll present people mature in Christ. Here's how we'll do our work together, church. Starting in verse 2, he says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. I love this. Encouraged in heart and united in love. Our gospel witness doesn't begin in who is right and who is wrong and standing against evil and all these big ideas. It starts in encouragement and love for each and every person whom we come in contact with, each and every person who sets foot in our doors, each and every person who shows up on a Facebook feed, encouraged in heart and united in love. And it's only when this community is built, and Paul understands that is the first thing, you build this community, because it is the community then as a whole that has the full riches of complete understanding. Not you, not me, always us as a community. Together we work and discern to figure out what it is that Jesus is doing in and among us. And with that understanding, we know the mystery of God. You're like, well, what, what's going on with that? The mystery of God is simply the life that we live not being able to see ahead of us, taking one step day by day, the mystery that it is, but always being guided, coming back to what Jesus says, by the light of the world. Encouraged in heart and united in love, so that we might have the full riches of complete understanding that we might walk in the way of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You think you've got it all, you think you've gotten to the bottom of this, <laughs> you've got a ways to go. And thank God. And to bring this home, he encourages each one of us. And I encourage you today with these words, Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, the faith that doesn't just belong to you, it belongs to us and we share it together, strengthened in the faith that we share together and overflowing with thankfulness thankfulness, wonder. We've got to feel it in here. And he calls us to that. Friends, that's what it means to be the church. Encouraged in heart and united love so that we might have the full riches of complete understanding that we might know the mystery of God. All 
powered by wonder and light and the hope of resurrection. That is the call to the church. That is the call to us, St. Mary's, at the beginning of this year. May we find our hearts warmed and strengthened to walk that journey one with another. 